1: Catch you on a productive Tuesday. Laurie
3: and Julia show My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Stick around. We will give you an opportunity to play, I guess, the celebrity voice and win tickets to see Still Magnolias. It's going to be at the Guthrie, and uh, it will be for the performance on Halloween night, Thursday, October 31st. That's coming up soon.
2: Very good. Yes, is. Thank you so much. All right. So, did you catch Lupita Nyongo I with uh, Diane or? Uh, What's her name? Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts. Yes, she was delightful. So cute. And she has a new children's book out. I know. And uh, it's called Sue Wei. So here we go. It's partially a memoir about you
1: and about how you dealt with who you are. Yeah. So when I was younger, um, I had trouble with my accepting my skin. I grew Mm. up in Kenya around very many dark people, but I grew up with a lot of light skin on TV and in the books I read, and uh, it made me feel uncomfortable with my skin color. Um, I had a younger sister that was born a lot lighter than me, and she got cooed and caught and told how pretty she was, and and I realized that it was in the omission of those words when it came to me um, that made me feel unworthy. And so um, it took a while for me to find my stride and learn to uh, love the skin I'm in. Yeah. And so I wrote this book to help little kids um, get there a little faster.
2: Yeah. Oh, I Isn't that sweet? And of sweet. course, we met Lupita in 12 Years a Slave. Yes. Saw her on the red carpet at the SAG Awards. She had the most amazing um, dress on. and She was so lovely. Just, I mean... Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous, and she's been, of course, Black Panther. And mm-hmm. um, but anyway, she's talked about this when she got her gig with Lancome as a Lancome face, and they did this whole line of makeup with you know dark darker skin tones mm-hmm. and all of that. And she talked about how the difference between her and her sister, yes. who was lighter skin, and it took her such a long time to accept that she had a midnight colored skin. Yeah. Okay, so here she is, uh, also. Just children, but we are influenced by what we
1: see on TV, what we see in books, and that. And you were even influenced by that as a young person. Yeah, so some of my favorite books when I was growing up were. Cinderella and Thumbelina and and Beauty and the Beast and Rapunzel, and these were all women with light skin and blonde hair. And so I thought that in order to make it into the pages of books, you had to be light. So in fact, one of the first times I drew my family, I drew them with light skin. I I used the cream-colored crayons and not the dark ones because I'd never seen... I just didn't see that in books, so I didn't think that we belonged in books. So wow. again, I wrote this to give dark-skinned kids a chance to live in the world of ma- imagination and magic.
2: And again, the book is called Sue and it's it's spelled S U L W E. And if you What's remember, mean? is Sue I don't uh, know. Does she mm, say she it? She does. This thing? Right at the end of the last okay. clip, Robin and says what it means. I believe. Remember, for her Twelve Years as a Slave, when she was getting nominated, she came to the Academy Awards in a blue dress that was very reminiscent of, of cinderella. cinderella you're right oh. remember that yes. we're like oh it reminds us of cinderella gorgeous and it was absolutely beautiful yes. but i love that you know i love that she's doing this whole story and i'm glad they had robin sit down with her and not michael oh michael of course got my, michelle pfeiffer but i know still, i think he was I, having a hard time they had a good rapport yeah, robin and so. lupita so here we go um with uh, what inspired you to write the book? I remember
1: 2014, that luncheon, the mm-hmm. Essence of uh, Hollywood Black Women in Hollywood luncheon, and that speech that you gave. And you know, people thought then that you should write a book, but it was actually Black Panther after that that you thought about doing this. Yeah, at the time after I gave that speech, uh, what happened was lots of people wanted to create that speech into a children's book, but I just didn't think it was make a very interesting children's book. It's not. Mm. And so after Black Panther, you know Black Panther was a movie that was imaginative and (laughs) aspirational and and it dealt with some really serious issues but Mm. in a fly and fun way. And so that's when I had my aha moment and I was like, yes, this is the way I would like colorism to be experienced. I want for kids to love the book when they're younger and then grow up to understand it later. Mm. Um, But I want them to enjoy the adventure that Sulwe goes on.
0: Okay, Colorism. Yeah, I mean, even the term—I've uh, yeah, never it, heard that it, before. It,
2: it, and it's she's—I think I—I I love the the description of it. And she did an interview with um, uh, BBC Newsnight. A lot of people are wanting to talk to her about this book, but right. she said, you know, well, did people ever tell you you were too uh, dark? Right. And she said, I was absolutely told you'll never be cast on. You're too dark to be on TV screens, mm. so you'll never wow. make it on the big screen. Because there is this Eurocentric standard of beauty. Yes, so, yes. Let's play the uh, last thing, which was what is her message to young girls with her children's book, Sulwe. Yeah,
1: I remember the last time you were with us in Atlanta talking to a group of beautiful women there. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what is your message for these young girls here? Well, Dr. Seuss, one of his, my favorite quotes of his, says, Today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive that is you-er than you. So be the best you you can be. Aww. I
0: love that You're quote. Is that that, good? that is that's a great quote? And yeah. this
2: book looks so darn cute. It's uh, you know like twelve dollars at Barnes and Noble and and other places where children's books are sold. I'm sure it's at the Red Balloon and it means the star, the stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, Diane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, so anyway, that like was her. like her so so much, and uh, yeah, it just looks like a. You know, it's got the big eyes. Mm-hmm. Why do we always like our children's book with the big eyes? Innocence.
0: And That's what it is, mm-hmm. isn't it? To me. Yeah. I still have, We when the boys were younger and one of the book fairs at school, which is the best place to get books, I thought, um, was there's this book with big eyes, like round eyes. I still have one of the eyes in my yeah. kid's closet. And I'm like, mm. when am I going to throw that eye out or what's the Joke, I'm going to play with that eye. Yeah, that's what you're you know, going to do
2: something with it. From one of their dumb books, I still And anime, Japanese, the anime, it's always everyone has gigantic yes. eyes with a star like somewhere in the corner, somewhere in the eye. Mm-hmm. But they're just gigantic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to start thinking about art, you guys. I know. We're putting okay.
0: on our art hats a week from today. If anyone yeah. has, has an idea for our green print.
2: Well, I mean, are, are people coming to the party? Do people know about the party? Oh, What's going sure. On? We've been talking about it a all lot. Right, all right, but are people yeah. buying tickets? Are you tickets? nervous
0: at all about the art? I kind of am. Well, because I, people have
2: to buy it. I only am nervous because I I made a great big assumption, which I know you're not supposed to do if you assume you make an ass out of you and me. I know yeah. that old saying. Uh-huh. But I assumed that our art mentor would help us lead us to the medium i didn't realize we should we needed to come up with our art idea in like two days classic <laughs> classic classic. artist pressure but this is awesome.
0: classic awesome. we need that mirror and we need it tomorrow oh, we needed right. it yesterday now, so i know i <laughs> mean we i'm,
2: don't, I'm I, under pressure I, I feel under pressure too donnie do you feel under pressure not at all okay <laughs> that's you have because, an idea for us
3: Uh, that I do not have. this is is why you're not pressured. pressured, But I, you know.
2: Well, start feeling pressure because we need to come up with something and people are feeling pressure. (laughs) Own it, (laughs) it. Go home and worry about it and come up with some ideas tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) We want you to report back to us. (laughs) No, we all have to come tomorrow with three
0: art ideas for a screen print print. that someone would want to buy. Someone needs to buy this because we're making art for charity.
2: uh, Okay, and the screen print is totally throwing me off. So we're going to make something and then screen it on something that it's we can like, be framed? Here's
0: here's the way I can only envision it, which I know is wrong, but mm-hmm. remember when you would um, take a potato and you would slice it in half and you would cut like a tulip out and you would dip it in paint and put it on the paper?
2: Never, uh, never did that one.
0: Stamping, like stamping. Yeah, so but- you'd put a stamp and ink of a flower and then you put
2: it on paper. Julia, these, it's bigger than that. Uh, yeah. The extent of my but, art was ironing leaves with leaves broken with, up crayons I in between. I miss
0: wax. that. Maybe per, that's or, what we'll do. Well, it's uh, something that you...
3: I do to um, know about t-shirts. You know, that's screen printing. What you you know well, you right, transfer you, to a t-shirt. That's
2: But who's going to draw the... We have to. The,
3: we, that's the that's problem. The design is up to us. Donnie, feel, we want
0: seven ideas from oh, you. No, God, no. God, I'm feeling seven. very Jackson Pollock. <laughs>
3: So it's gonna be abstract is what you're
2: saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well if you do it new. We sell the video with it, Lori. Yeah. Imagine. But I mean that's what always what people would say about Jackson, but people mm. would go, Well, if that's art, I could do that. You <laughs> yes, know that's true. Yeah, but like, really? Could you? I mean, did you ever see that movie with Ed Harris playing? No, never no. saw it. Never did. No. But I miss Ed Harris. Where's he been? He shows up and thinks He was in Westworld, killing in people, Westworld. and that's it. right. Being all right, bad. we got to take a break. Okay, we'll be right back.
0: You know, I saw this story the other day. You ever noticed that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if.
3: And now, Julia's random thoughts.
0: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is.
3: <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> can't be good.
2: There's a lot happening over here.
0: Okay. Oh my God. okay. All right. We haven't seen
2: each other for a few days. I know. Days. So we need to get, I I get it. I catch up on the giggles. <laughs> okay. And in between the breaks. And the gossip I can't share with my family out loud in the air. Yes. <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. They had a um, they had confessions this morning on Steve and Donna. Mm-hmm. And one lady in confessions, things you've held on forever. Yeah. And one lady called, and she said, the only reason I can call in and say this is because my mom doesn't live around here and doesn't listen to this station. Mm-hmm. But basically, her mom and dad got divorced a year before she graduated from high school. Common. your year happened to you, Mine happened way yeah. early. And um, the dad, the mom's new guy that she, that was living with them didn't like the dogs and made him sleep on the porch. And the mom got both dogs. And so high school night, the dad... And the daughter went and kidnapped one of the dogs and she and has had it till it died. And never, never told, told on, anybody.
2: Never. Told, oh, gee. Well, it's a big one.
0: That was a big one, I thought. A
2: drastic dog but thought, intervention. But, dog but
0: they were both, you know, the dad was so happy. you know, Because yeah. he didn't get anything. So I kind of felt like that was doggy revenge. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. Either, anywho. All right, so what are the joys of a microwave besides cooking things so bloody fast? Here are some things that you can do in your microwave that you never maybe knew. All right. All right, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Peeling a garlic. Sometimes... It's just the ends are hard to get. You know, you can smash it with your knife to get it open.
2: Garlic press, right?
0: Or if you have one. But a way to do it is you can put a whole clove of garlic in the microwave for like 15 seconds, and then it like peels like magic. Really? I don't know if this works for an onion. You don't want to do it too long. No. Okay, so that one works. If you want to declump brown sugar, and I just did this.
2: Why? You put in bread. You put, in, you put in a couple of pieces of, or you rip up a few pieces of bread to make brown sugar get soft again. That's what, what you do. Oh. Uh, well, how long does that take? Like, just a couple hours. Oh, okay. It, it takes all the moisture, and it Actually, makes all yeah, the hard yeah. soft. You put oh. in bread. All right, well, My grandma told me that okay. years ago, and it works.
0: Here's what I did. All right. Is I put it a moist um, paper towel in with the brown sugar mm-hmm. in a dish, and it made it soft. Yeah, for like thirty seconds. Yeah, that's another way. Whatever you want to do. Yeah,
2: okay. Um, if you want, maybe that other way is like the old fashioned way, and the microwave is the speedy McGreedy. It way. could be the speedy
0: McGreedy yeah. if you're not planning ahead, right? Um, if you are, want to clean your sponges out. Put them for sixty seconds, okay,
2: but then yeah, the, the the sponge spew bacteria is in the is, is in your microwave, which then, has always been the thing that i don't like about this advice it's like, oh, okay, so now the whole inside of the microwave is full of microbees.
0: well, then you boil, put a cup of um, water in there, bring it to boil, and then wipe down the whole thing. I know. Right. Yeah, yeah, Never right, seems gross to put sponges in the microwave because I put them in the um, dishwasher. <laughs> then it's getting all over your dishes. Well, but they're clean. Yeah, they're not dirty, them. dirty. I went and bought new ones. All right, fine. <laughs> I just finally gave up on it. I've been obsessed. <laughs> Once we so, uh, have had the laundry evangelist, Patrick. Oh yeah. I have been obsessed with taking every single thing in my wardrobe and washing it to get the stains out. The white stain out, the grease out kind of that you can't see. I mean, his stuff that he
2: told us to do. You've become a laundry evangelist yourself. I wouldn't
0: even believe how many rounds I've done already. All right.
2: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold.
0: But going back to the microwave, if you put a stamp on something and you decide, oh shoot, yes, okay, here's what you do: put a little drop of water on the stamp and it's on the envelope. Put in the microwave for ten seconds; it'll come right off. All right.
2: So that's a good one. That is a good one. All right. That and the then the garlic.
0: And then I have um, I can't read my my yes. handwriting. Oh, it. making juice. If you want the juice out of a lemon or something or a lime. Put it in there for like twenty five seconds, and then when you squeeze it, it's so much easier. Just Ah, because, yeah, Mm -hmm. stuff comes out.
2: Okay, that's your milking lemon. That's my
0: milking (laughs) or juicing. (laughs) Shh, milking a Barbie. Very good. (laughs) Side to side. You know, mea is this week.
2: Yes, get to the airport early. Here, let me give you an airport tip, please. Okay. Okay, so. The construction is real Mm. on that bottom level and on the top level. So if you have bags to skycap, you, instead of going along where you'd be dropped off right next to one of the doors on the um, departure level. On the right hand side. You you take the left turn where there's sort of a median and that's where the skycaps are over on the parking side of the
1: Yes,
0: arrivals. and it says Delta Sky Cab only on this side. But I dropped you off and the first two were not open, but the third one was. Did you know that? No. I'm very
2: sorry I didn't know because I, I tried had tried to, to call you check my oh, bag was oh, horse. Horse in line, yeah. oh, the and there was horse. only one person, and it was super
0: busy. I tried to call you right back, Lori, oh, because I dropped Lori off at the airport, and I'm like, that's Because we read that they're it was the there third until one. 8 o'clock. If okay. the first two aren't open, the next one is. The yeah. last
2: one was open, and I called you right away. I wish I'd known, because I am not a bag schlepper at all. And they had one guy at Delta taking all these people who were self Oh, ser- you know, yes, self-serving yes. their bags, which is what they want you to do now. Yes. It's like a store where you self-checkout. I am not for that. What is that, Lori? I wanna I wanna tip the sky cap. Well now you know. So now you I know.
0: so yeah. it's open on that side, but it's you gotta go to the third one or whatever one. Yeah. One of them is open.
2: And they made a new door off the top of the six or the gold. Yes. You know, so you don't have to go all the way around. There's a thing right down to the baggage level on that side. Like Yes, right- I saw that. That's Did you see where you that? go to
0: baggage claim now. Yeah, yeah. Just it's
2: saving you a couple of yep. steps. So that's a couple of improvements yeah, that I, I noticed. So too. And they'll move the sky caps back over when they're done with yes, construction. But they will. if you're picking people up out there, you might want to pick them up on departure level because like a quarter of the baggage is closed off to cars now. Okay, so that's that. my yep. tip. Okay. Sometimes go upstairs, yep. and it's a little bit easier to get picked up. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh. Travel.
0: Tips. Wow, thank you. And Daddy was going to tell us the new thing because Donnie went and got the big old World Traveler card. Real idea. Was real ID. Oh, real ID. Yeah, we'll do it
2: tomorrow. All right. All right. I have a tip for you. All right. all right, there you go. Listen, what are we doing? When we come back. Oh my gosh, everything. That's a lot. Did you hear that, out? A lot of expectations okay, to live up to. They're doing everything. Everything. Hey, everybody. Okay, we promised you everything. Well, here's the everything. If Ronan Farrow is exhausted, he certainly doesn't show it. He has been everywhere promoting his, uh, catch and kill, which came out today, part memoir, part thriller. I loved yesterday. He screenshotted something his mom sent him on Twitter could you write about something less dangerous next time like betty white yes, That's that. That. you know yes. but there's so True. many i can't cannot wait to to read this book and the today show reported um we now know why matt lauer took 1400 words to do this strongly yes. worded because they knew ahead of time about everything that was coming out and even more allegations about what a just what a rotten guy Matt Lauer is, Stinky. what a pig he was, be off camera. Yeah. Stinky. And I cannot figure out why Andy Lack and Noah Oppenheimer keep their jobs. Because they're saying, this is what I picked up on in my reading on the plane. Okay. I read okay. a New York Times story and a USA Today story. Noah Oppenheimer is trying to say Ronan Farrow Wrote this book about the predatory behavior of Harvey Weinstein, Matt Lauer. Other people right. are in this as an, because he had an axe to grind because his MSNBC show just lasted for a few months at the noon hour. And I'm like, okay. And then he, he addressed that today though. He, he dressed that Ronan. Yeah, he said, "I know my ratings
0: were bad, but I was still on. It was awkward, but I still." was And then doing they hired him as
2: a Today, Today Show, Show correspondent, correspondent, and he these, was finishing out his contract. Yeah, they were still trying to kill a story, and he did win a Pulitzer Prize for a story that NBC right. had. So here, the, the I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, I can just feel. Like Savannah and, I mean, Meredith Vieira cut off all contact with Matt Lauer after know, that did. assistant told That's her. That's what she
0: said. I've never spoken to him since. Never
2: spoken to him since. I think that there's just a lot of people who are just like, wow, wolves in sheep clothing yeah. about Matt Lauer. But here's from the Today Show. I think this is Stephanie Gosk reporting.
3: This morning, a new allegation of sexual misconduct is revealed involving Matt Lauer. In the new book Catch and Kill, Ronan Farrow writes, Lauer exposed himself to former Today Show producer Melissa Lohner. Lohner declined to comment for Farrow's book and has not responded to an NBC News request for comment. Farrow says that she told multiple colleagues that back in 2010, Lauer invited her to his office after a party. Once they arrived, Farrow says Lauer closed the door behind them and asked the producer to sit down on a couch. Lauer later telling colleagues that Lauer then unzipped his pants, exposing himself to her. Farrow adding, she was reeling and nervously joked about not wanting to be intimate in his office because everyone else has done it. According to the book, sources close to Lauer telling Pharaoh that Lauer made lewd gestures to the woman, but never exposed himself. After the incident, Pharaoh writes, Loner allegedly confided in former Today anchor Ann Curry, who tells Pharaoh in the book, it was as close as you could get to a woman just melting in front of you in pain. According to the book, Curry allegedly told two senior executives that they should keep an eye on Lauer. NBC News President No Oppenheim addressing the new allegation Monday in a memo to NBC staffers. At the time of the employee's exit three years later, she still had made no complaint about Lauer, was paid 22 weeks of severance based on her years of service, and was asked to sign a separation agreement that was standard for departing employees at the time. Oppenheim going on to say, that standard confidentiality clause was not drafted to prevent an employee from reporting misconduct, and it has never been used that way. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) B.S. I call
3: B.S.
2: 100%. You could tell Stephanie was just... They paid seven different women. It makes... Now we know why Matt Lauer had a axe to grind with Ann Curry, because she went to the NBC suits, but because the women had... Some of them had... A couple of them had signed this thing yes, and left. Yes. She promised she wouldn't reveal their names, but she told this... You guys have a Matt Lauer problem here in 2010. So now we know why Matt Lauer tried so hard to get rid of her. And he did get rid of her. But why would... And, and, and they're, cause they're trying to cover their tracks because yeah, yeah. they let all this go on f- so long. Right. At NBC because he, Matt was their million, their $20 million yeah. man. I mean, just like they hired Megan Fox and paid her 75 Kelly. or Megan Kelly and paid her 75 million. The worst idea, the least warm and fuzzy person at nine o'clock in the morning. Right. And, uh, then I, I guess, um, you know, Ronan Farrow said we were given a hard order not to take a single call that they were stopping the story because yep. Harvey Weinstein through uh, National Enquirer's Dylan Howard knew that NBC that he could blackmail NBC yeah. with the Matt Lauer stuff, mm. which you is know why what I, else? Which I mean, think yeah. about how shocking that yeah. is. And I guess Harvey's at his office when the New York. New Yorker, New York Times, when that, when it went online, when mm-hmm. Ronan's story went online, he went to his wife's Marquesa fashion show and he came back to the office and he said, we're going to war. And he was relieved because the rape allegations weren't in that first story. And he came back and he told Miramax employees or whatever the name, the Weinstein company, we're going to war. She says, she's going to stick with me. Well, of course, then the next day, yeah. the rape allegations two weeks later, yeah. Georgina Chapman, you know, Do you blah, know blah, that blah. Harvey
0: Weinstein bought Radar online? Do you yeah. remember when we, yeah. that all changed and yeah. we'd never go to, never go so, to National Enquirer? But he would use it to funnel all the bad stories about all the women that were making accusations against him. And, and I
2: guess we never liked that because it always felt like a, it was it like a whip of the sun, like it, the London never, sun yeah. or something like that. So, um, and then there's a really weird story buried in the middle of Catch and Kill that Ronan Farrow, um, because, I mean, it's a years-long investigation into oh. all of these yeah. allegations, and um, and it's not just about how NBC shut the story down or Matt Lauer, but um, anyway, so it deals... A lot, though, with the toxic culture at NBC and how they were killing stories about predators while allowing Matt Lauer to To harass and assault it. And there's a lot of insider stuff in it. But in general, you know, NBC has probably been the worst, worst. Yes, they have. Far none. And in the middle of all of his story about that, there was an NBC story involving Gwen Stefani. Do you know about this one? No. Oh, is this the uh,
3: inoculation
2: stuff? Yeah, so MSNBC president Phil Griffin tried to pressure Ronan Farrow into editing an interview with Gwen Stefani to tone down comments she made about vaccines. Ronan, in 2014, was doing a story about Gwen Stefani because she was the front woman at the Global Citizen Festival in New York. And their... uh, Goal was to promote vaccination amid the growing anti-vaxxer stuff that was kind of going on then. And I I asked when if she vaccinated her kids, and and she said yes, yes, you should vaccinate your kids, and you should talk to your doctors. While he was editing this segment, the MSNBC president calls Ronan, calls the producer, calls the producer. No, it's Phil Griffin. Okay, because at this time. Ronan is just doing MSNBC got it, got it, got it. reporting. Okay. And um, he called him up and talked to Ronan's editor and said, listen, Gwen Stefani's camp reviewed the transcript and they want edits. And Ronan Farrow was like, why in the hell are they getting a copy of this story? This is just a... Gwen Stefani's who? Gwen. This is what the MSNBC Phil Griffin told Ronan's producer hey, they want to do some editing. And Ronan was like, who leaked the right. transcript to Gwen's people? I'm not making any changes. Right. So then this MSNBC president says to Ronan, get up to my office. And then the MSNBC guy goes, listen, this is a puff piece on Gwen Stefani. Right. Why do you have to have her vaccine? You know, like, yeah, she's for vaccination, right? I yeah, mean, so big deal. Okay. Uh, and then... Farrell claims in his book that the MSNBC president told him she will sever ties with the charity festival if we don't make these edits. And that's straight from her manager. And apparently, guess who was airing the Global Citizen Festival? NBC. That's right. Oh, um, But why did they care? They yeah, just wanted yeah, the manager it. pressured. It's a, such a weird story right. because it's like, okay, I don't believe Gwen Stefani asked for those cuts. I think it was somehow Global Citizen was like, oh, well, we're anti, we want to promote vaccination, but we don't want it to be the runaway story about this. Okay. Maybe we'll take our. uh There's no way I believe that Gwen Stefani. Stefani did not want people to know she vaccinates her kids. Sure. That's just a weird story that's, that's come just out a weird story. Out of all of those. But it makes yeah. me raise my eyebrow again at NBC are, and, are, and they're shoddy.
0: Are you letting the the content proof yeah. before you at it you know,
2: before right. you air. Right. And then and then another story is Harvey Weinstein mm. turned to Woody Allen I saw that. to stop Ronan Farrow's Uh, reporting on sexual assault (laughs) allegations. Tried to find, like, Ronan has anything to do with Woody Allen. Right. You know? And I guess Chris Hayes last night on All In praised Ronan Farrow. And, of course, since he's at NBC, he praised him. He said, one thing is indisputable. Ronan Farrow walked out... NBC Walked out of NBC News after working on the Weinstein story and within two months published an incredible article at the New Yorker that not not only won a Pulitzer but triggered a massive social and cultural reckoning. That is the kind of journalism... That we want to do, and everyone who works in this business should want to facilitate. So I thought that was like I'm I glad that. Yep. Mm-hmm. that they did that, mm-hmm. or that he did that. And uh,
0: it's been on everything, Lori. He was on with the View ladies yesterday,
2: Ronan. Yeah, and he's they, very compelling. Oh,
0: he's unbelievable. Except he reads his whole book. If you if you go that way, and Clean and Bradley both said it's are,
2: are they reading
0: listening to they're listening audible? to it? They're about four chapters in because it just came out today. I wonder why he's doing that. And it makes like, so if he's doing Rose McGowan's voice, oh, she he- does it in like a different voice. And then if he's doing mm. someone else, he does it in a different voice. And that's a talent. I mean,
2: yeah, not we sure even he know that. So she said it's idea. a little
0: distracting.
2: Yeah, But still, but the content's
0: they- there. Yeah. You know, You got. I feel like we have to read this. We have to know this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, t- I tore through the Deborah Harry book.
2: Okay, so her memoir we talked about two weeks ago. What was that one like? Um, She's very matter-of-fact about a lot of the stuff that she writes about. She is not someone who... I mean, you know, she's 74 years old. So she's, you know, born in the whatever that is, the late 40s. the 40s, yeah. And, you know, she's just of a... She just... She's just very matter of fact about every like, oh, I made it with this guy or, you know, she's right. just it's a Did she talk about feelings at all. Well, or does I it- mean, like she talked about like, you know, the night that she and Christine were robbed at gunpoint and the guy forced his way in and and, you know, stole their stole some art, stole guitars and then tied her up yeah. and uh, raped her. But she didn't even use the word rape she used another four letter word yeah, yeah. and it was just kind of shocking or six letter word because right. you were just like whoa that wasn't the description that you're thinking and, and she just writes it and in the end of it all I was more pissed about the guitars than anything else and having to move
3: well, it's called FaceTime is that the name of the book?
2: Face It oh Face It Face Sorry, It yeah face it. but it was a really der- it was really interesting yeah. she d- definitely is holding some stuff back but she definitely uh, is a you know Punk chick through and yeah. through. And I was quite fond of her by the end of the book. You were. Okay. Well, I love her. I love yeah, music. I know. So, anyway, all right, listen, we, we're going to Hollywood speak oh and Lord. Hollywood speak a lot. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood. Hollywood speaking.
3: What is the meaning of this?
2: All right. What is the meaning of this? Julia Tiger Woods is releasing a memoir called Back.
0: The backstory. The back, back nine. I'm a, I kind of okay, so we loved Andre Agassi's open book. It was called Open.
2: It was, was one a, of consider one of the best uh it kinda he redid like how that memoir was so good it it made a lot of people who were putting out lazy memoirs rethink because that book was amazing. It
0: was amazing. It was a page turner. We loved it. So I think what Tiger Wood is saying so much, I'd been a part of the media for, you know, 30 years, 40, 30 years. Oh, yeah, the
2: Hollywood speak on this is he got offered a boatload of money and a ghostwriter, and they are piggybacking on Andre Agassi open by having his called back. I kind of like that. Well, it's it. got to get
3: a double meaning because yeah, it's all the back problems. Donnie, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I know. I come I come back. Back. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I am sorry i did not think about the back problem. I back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, but he got offered a good amount of money. He got a ghostwriter. Yes. And they said, listen, they gave him the example of Andre's open because he wasn't sold on back. Look how you well did. You can open write your did. own history. That's right. Well, the other thing about... Um, tiger woods is it'll like, sell it'll do very well if he's got a good writer and he yes. is sharing and he's forthcoming yeah people will whoever i mean addiction whoever, yeah um sex addiction, sex addiction screwing up in front yeah, of the world, world the whole weird everything with his between his mom and his dad yeah. and all of that it could be i think of, a
0: documentary is coming out sooner rather than yeah. later that starts the night of the car crash yeah but yeah, I think he can do really well with this. Yeah. So there I read go. it.
2: Okay, Katie Perry. Oh boy. She's appealing. Remember? Okay, let me just back up. Over okay. the summer, she squared off. She and Dr. Luke and Capitol Records squared off against this Christian rapper from St. Louis named Flame. And it was about her song Dark Horse, which was Joyful Noise was the name of Flame Song. We played it. It we was did like playing back to back. It yeah. was incredible how much, yeah, like Dr. Luke's, like similar, similar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was awarded $2.78 million. That's a good, yeah, good okay. amount. So last Friday, Katie and Dr. Luke and Capitol Records. Are asking in the, I won't read you all the legal, the legally unsupportable jury verdicts and blah, blah. Basically, the legal talk, I asked somebody and they said, well, basically, Katie, uh, Dr. Luke and Capitol Records are basically their legal argument is the jury came to the wrong decision. It's made a bad example out of this case and we want to appeal it. In other words, because who has more money? This Christian rapper? Well, I
0: would appeal it anyway, because I didn't think it was as big as you guys thought it was. You know, Because I do think there is a horrible precedent going on right now. But this is just my thought. Yeah. This is my thought. So they're going to appeal it now. Did they there, the document
2: right. suggests that no reasonable fact finder could conclude that Joyful Noise was popular enough to be on Katie's radar. But Dr. Luke is always looking for beats and samples. It was such a clear cut thing. I get I don't think this is a good
0: PR move for her right now because she makes twenty seven million dollars a year on American she, Idol.
2: She doesn't belong in that convent either. And she's trying to promote <laughs> Harley's in Hawaii, which I uh, am that's, that's her, her new song. song. Oh, the the song is called
1: Harley's yeah. in Hawaii. Harley's yeah. in
2: Hawaii. It's oh. just painful. It's just painful. And I just think uh and they're hoping if that doesn't stick, they're just trying to drag it out so that this guy who doesn't have the money that they have. And I think that's not a good... The, the jury was wrong. That's the, what the jury came up with. They had this big line I trial. It is
3: their right to appeal, of course. It is their I know, but
2: Lady... G- I just think, you know, I don't know. Kind, oh car, kind of, of you. Katie to look out for future victims of plagiarism-based lawsuits from their music online. She's got your best interest at her. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Okay, I missed you so so much. much. Uh, so Felicity Huffman reported to her prison, yes. and T- TMZ got with the lunch and dinner menu was. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh I absolutely love it. So tell me what it is. Oh yes, I'll they, look it up. It's um tonight. It's pepper steak or lentils, oh, and uh, like it was a chicken fried steak and some rice and beans for lunch today. And um, horrible. CNN <laughs> talked about the sunbathing privileges. As long as they keep their t shirt and shorts on and I'm just envisioning her call to Lori Laughlin, you know, oh, it wasn't that bad, you know, except for when they kept calling me Golden Globe and Emmy winner. And I'm like, I'm an Oscar I'm an Academy Award nominee, Felicity. Did we talk about LeBron
0: James during The Break or on the Air? (laughs) No, on the break, but oh Okay, this is his latest. So he has dipped his toe. In the money pot,
2: he basically told everybody, "Don't if you like disagree with." Okay, but the but whole let me find Hong the Kong thing, you know, the the, the, the China promised Hong Kong that, that people would stay yep. under independent rule. And now they're trying to make Hong Kong be a communistic yes, red China. So, of course, the people there are demonstrating I would be too. And LeBron yeah, yeah. James is apparently worried about NBA interest in China. And he's basically telling people to... Shut up! And now people are mad at him.
0: And I just and LeBron James says I don't want to get into a feud with Daryl Morey, who is the general manager of the Houston Rockets, I believe. Who but just all
2: tweeted like, tweeted? I mean, I do, I stand with the most people. Americans yeah. support the yes, Hong Kong protesters. Yes, yes. Jesus, and please. I believe he
0: wasn't educated on the situation at hand as he spoke. So the big deal is that NBA. Is huge in China. So what? So is Nike. So, so that's what? why LeBron James, I think, was driven
2: by money to of do course. this. Of course. Of course he was. So now is, the there a, is there anyone in America who's worried about the NBA or Nike? No one said no one.
0: Oh gosh. He just, They're so LeBron gritty. James was just asked about the backlash he received since its comments on China, oh. and he explained it's a tough state situation we're all in right now. Oh, I try to do things that make my family proud. Well,
2: no, this wasn't one of them. This wasn't standing one of up them for,
0: for communism. I mean, I yeah, don't. Know yeah, that. no, that's not standing up. It was money. It yeah. was one hundred percent. Do you
3: hear know about the two people that were kicked out of the Philadelphia game? They were holding up signs about uh, the Chinese team was playing. They were yeah. holding up free Hong Kong signs, yeah. and then they started to say things out loud. They were removed.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know what it <laughs> is like. I don't. I don't really think that they let protests i feel like i remember when the viking people dangled from a ceiling or something and they got evicted. <laughs> i but mean they didn't have yeah, a sign. no is... they had a banner they <laughs> what did it say remember again? didn't they fly yes. or what, what was, was the banner i don't know it was some damn thing yes. but they get you right out they only want i i thought that was this was going over the line well, maybe you know. it was, but Donnie, if you're in seats and you're holding up big signs, you're blocking no, people's just, view. it
3: wasn't a big sign, and it was okay. All right, I mean, I I, just, you know. I, I, the clear. NBA
2: is panicking about this because they have a huge source of revenue out of
3: China. Exactly, yeah. and
2: again, nobody's worried about the NBA's revenue from China except the NBA. Righto, righto, yeah. And the I guy love who Ro-
0: scaled the roof, what did his banner say? I can't remember. It was, remember. A
2: project, it was a, the Dakota Access Pipeline. Yes, that's what it was. Thank yep. you very much. All right, listen. We'll return and we're bringing back. We're, we've got um, more stay in soon.